You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob, joined by Ty Bo and Sean. We're coming back to you for pregame or preview of the NFL Week 15. Uh, we do have a Thursday night game that's going on right now. So before we kick off the rest of the show, let's go to our boring off-field reporter, Sean, to give us the details on this game. Yeah, uh, it is 21 to 3. The Niners are up on the Seahawks. We just had a fantastic sideline toe touch catch, but it was called back because somebody wanted to hold. Why are you holding, man? Don't do that. Seahawks look dead. Gino drops back for a pass behind the line of scrimmage, and DK gets tackled at the line of scrimmage. Interesting play. Back to you. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sean, for your boring report. We do appreciate it. At least I do, even if Tybo doesn't. <laughs> We've got... <laughs> We've got a hell of a week coming up in front of us, ladies and gentlemen, but first we need to get to the news. Let's get through it here pretty quick as we've got a few talking points. Uh, starting off from Ari Mirov, the Browns have placed linebacker Jeremiah Owosu Kurama uh, uh, with a foot injury on IR, ending his regular season. Uh, then again, coming from Ari Mirov, the Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota is scheduled to undergo a knee surgery this upcoming week and will be placed on injured reserve. Uh, we did find out uh, just a few days ago that the Falcons would be going with uh, the new rookie quarterback Desmond Ritter, uh, and Marcus Mariota did state that he would be stepping away from the team, and this is in fact why he will be stepping away from the team. In more injury news, also coming from Ari Mirov, the Cardinals have placed wide receiver Rondell Moore on injury reserve, which will be ending his season just like the Cardinals have. And more news from the Arizona Cardinals. Coming from Ian Rappaport, the Arizona Cardinals GM Steve Keim is taking an indefinite leave of absence due to health-related issues. Um not something you want to hear. They obviously did not report on his uh, on his health issues. Um, number one, for personal reasons. Number two, uh, he is not a player, so it does deal with legality. Uh, and even more news coming from the Arizona Cardinals. Rappaport also reported that due to the injury of Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals will be signing quarterback David Blow off the Vikings practice squad. So, uh, Blau. David Blau. Uh, coming from Adam Schefter, a claim by the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, they have claimed the former Texans and Cardinals running back Eno Benjamin. He has not waited on waivers very long. Um, that also came from his agents, Drew Rosenhaus and Jason Rosenhaus. 
Uh, Adam Schefter reported earlier today that the Broncos plans, uh, Broncos did announce plans for the over $100 million in upgrades uh, or renovations to the Empower Field at Mile High. The enhancements, which will be completed before the 23 season, include improvements to the video boards, premium hospitality areas, technology, concessions, and the uh, the Broncos team stores and their elevators. Their elevators must be in awful shape. In some different news coming up for the 2023-2024 NFL season, Ian Rappaport stated that the NFL and NFL executive Peter O'Reilly says that the NFL will not be playing a single game in Mexico this upcoming year due to the the stadium going uh, renovations for the World Cup. Likely, there will be two games in Germany instead. Very interesting. One of them is going to be in the City Chiefs. Yes, it will be. Um, in some more news for a former NFL quarterback from Ross Dellinger, Drew Brees, the former uh, Saints quarterback, is being hired as an interim assistant coach at Purdue. Uh, he told S uh, Sports Illustrated now he wanted to help during the coaching transition that they're having down at Purdue. He'll assist uh, with the team in prep for their Citrus Bowl, and he'll help coach in the game. Uh, he can also recruit uh, via the NCAA waiver. So very interesting there for uh, Drew Brees. We'll have to see what comes of that after the season. Um, and some other news for rules, uh, the NFL, Tom Pelissaro reported um, that they were asked about Jeff Saturday, um, the Steelers president, Art Rooney II, says that enforcing the Rooney rule was discussed in committee meetings, but they had decided it's quote, it's just impossible to require that for an interim head coach End quote. Uh, They emphasized that the Colts will have to comply in full search after the season, something that we had touched on earlier. It's, it's just nearly impossible when it comes to interim coaches to, to go with the Rooney rule, but it is good that they'll have to do that uh, given their full search at the end of the season. Are we anywhere closer for uh, to Jeff Bezos acquiring the Commanders? Uh, there has actually been no news as of late for the sale of the Washington Commies. Uh, it was uh, speculated that the announcement that was released by Dan Snyder and his team at the Washington Commies was a front for now as they figure out kind of what's going on legally and see if the NFL has a basis for it. Uh, If Jeff Bezos is or anyone is going to buy the Washington Commanders, um, they will have to force uh, Daniel Snyder out either by vote uh, by NFL owners, or there will have to be some legality that comes down uh, in any investigation. He, will, he won't go down without a fight. Um, in some news about rules for the actual game itself being played on the field, Tom Pelissaro reported in a two-part tweet, this would be significant. Troy Vincent says that there was a discussion among owners today on Wednesday about whether a hit on a quarterback or other defensive player should be number one, reviewable, and or number two, be an automatic ejection. Any change would go through the normal process and a vote at the March meetings between owners. 
he also followed up on the ejections piece, which sounded a lot like the college targeting rule. Troy stated that his personal opinion is it'd be difficult and also made clear he's against a sky judge or similar throwing flags. Quote, I think chasing perfection is a dangerous place to go, end quote. What are your guys' quick thoughts on possible ejections and reviewables of uh, quarterback hits, regardless of a flag being thrown? Reviewables are a must-need. The ejections I don't see is a good idea. Any quarterback hit? Any quarterback hit. Flag or no flag? They would obviously have to comply with the rules that are. Why does it have to be there. so specific to quarterbacks, though? Like I, like uh, defenseless wide receivers uh, being hit, like blindside. I don't know. Like it is a way for the NFL to protect the faces and what they consider the most important part of the game. It is a guy who touches the ball the most, as we see in Kansas city with Patrick Mahomes, you bring a guy like that in and he wins you a super bowl right away. If you are not protecting these quarterbacks from a franchise view and honestly, from a fan view, um, then you're not doing these teams justice by giving them a certain specific set of rules that uh, protect them more than anybody else on the field. Now, again, they're they're wearing pads. I'm I'm one of these guys. I played football non quarterback position. Tybo, you played football non quarterback position. These guys wear pads. They're out on the field. They're paid more money than anybody else, with more guaranteed money than anybody else. Um, I agree that there should be a a protection extent extended to them that is a little bit different from anyone else, given the situation that they're placed in in the quarter in the pocket and bigger bodies being able to hit them in different motions. Um, and rolled up on differently there should be a a the set of rules now that they have is pretty good i think they could tie those up a little bit but given these you know targeting college targeting rules of ejections is ridiculous and should be way off tape let's yeah, finish up it's a slightly yeah. complicated issue issue like i i wish i could you know give you a, a perfect answer that would make everybody happy but the the whole quote that said, you know, perfection is a dangerous game or whatever. I I I agree with that. Yeah, I think it. I think there should be reviewable, especially now with the way the game is going, very minuscule. Um, but ejection, not not at the NFL level. Let's get to our final bit of news here. I thought it was really cool as we get to the end of the season here that we need to talk about the uh pro bowl voting uh so i'll go through this here really quickly this will be um afc first nfc second so these are your current leaders for your pro bowl votes if uh if you think that uh somebody on your favorite team uh deserves to be out there make sure you're tweeting this on the old tweeter uh starting with the offense quarterbacks Tua Tungavailoa and Jalen Hurts running backs Derrick Henry and uh, Saquon Barkley fullbacks Alec Ingold and Kyle Juszczyk receivers Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson tight end Travis Kelsey and TJ Hawkinson very interesting offensive tackles Taron Armstead and Trent Williams guards Kevin Zeitler and Zach Martin uh centers creed humphrey and jason kelsey good to see a couple kansas city chiefs in there maybe need a few more on the defensive side we have defensive ends miles garrett and nick bosa 
Defensive tackles, Quinnen William and uh, Javon Hargrave. Outside linebackers, Matthew Judon and Micah Parsons. Inside linebackers, Nick Bolton, Jordan Brooks. Corners, Sauce Gardner and Tariq Woolen. Uh, rookies being uh, being the top voted in. That's very neat for those guys. Free safeties, Minka Fitzpatrick and Tyron Matthew. Interesting on the Matthew situation. Strong safeties, Derwin James and Harrison Smith. Now into our special teams, we have kickers Justin Tucker and Ryan Suckup, punters Ryan Stonehouse and Tress Way. Um, uh, I think that is the uh, right shotgunners. The uh, we've got Isaiah Pacheco, very neat. Or excuse me, returners is Isaiah Pacheco and uh, Kine <laughs> Kine Ungawu. Uh, you also have uh, uh, holders, Matthew Slater and Nick Belore, And then you've got long snappers, Reed Ferguson and Andrew DePaola. Uh, so those are your Pro Bowl leaders in votes so far. Uh, very interesting to see. Now, as we've been talking about, the fantasy football playoffs are finally here. Nobody is not. Uh, no, nobody's league is not starting the playoffs or is not in the playoffs starting in NFL week 15. You need to get your lineup set if they are not already. So I'm going to turn this one over to Sean as he brings us our just the tips. Coming off a poor performance last week with a, what was it? D minus typo? D minus. Yep. D minus. Yeah. We're going to improve on upon that. Hopefully can't go much lower than that. So let's go up. Stay with the big bad ass, bud. Huh? <laughs> I said, stay, stay away from, from the big, big, big fat F. Yeah, trying to avoid. We do have games on. Uh, we do have games on Saturday, so make sure to get your lineups set if you're not on a buy. Yeah, it's playoffs time, baby. Figure it out. Quarterbacks here to start. Going with Justin Fields against Philadelphia. Now Philadelphia is going to be up big early, so Justin Fields is going to have to do something to help the Bears out, even just a little bit. Expect for him to rush the ball a lot and get a lot of yardage that way. Probably a rushing touchdown or two as well. This one's a very controversial controversial one right here. Uh, Mike White going up against Detroit. Injured ribs, went out of the game two or three times last week. Looks like he's going to start. Zach Wilson is the backup instead of Joe Flacco. Terrible move. Keep Joe Flacco in. He's elite. But yeah, Mike White. Big game against Detroit. He's going to show up. Who knows? I have faith. This is going to be the week he scores a few touchdowns. He doesn't score touchdowns, man. This is the week he's going to. He had like a five-touchdown game last year, didn't he? Yeah. A four or five-touchdown game? What's last year to this year? He's got better players. Yeah. He's not showing it in touchdowns. He had, what, two or three in his first game? Possible. It's fine. And another one that has been on the list multiple times this year. I don't see him having a terrible game this week against the Colts, and that is Kirk Cousins. He's definitely not playing in prime time, so look for him to have a good game. Bernie Becks. He burned me last week. I'm not gonna let him burn me again this week. Miles Sanders going up against Chicago. Shitty Bears defense. Let the Eagles run a little bit. Let Miles Sanders have another big game this week. I need it, man. I need it. Tony Pollard against Jacksonville. He's still the backup in Dallas, but hey, he is way more efficient and way more effective than Zeke. Start him. 
Last one here, Isaiah Pacheco. When I'm against the Texans. Looking like we may be up big at some points in this game. Let him run the ball. Keep running the ball with him. Let him break a few off. 17 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Two tutties. Two. My buddy. Wide receivers here. Terry McLaurin against the New York Giants. Last game Terry played was against the Giants. He had a very big game, came away with right around 20 fantasy points. Look for him to do something very similar again this week. It's not going to be as bad of a weather. Hopefully not anyways. But weather should not affect him that much. It's Terry McLaurin. Michael Pittman Jr. at Minnesota. He's in a dome. Vikings defense is very suspect. Don't trust him. They are a very fraudulent team. And let Michael Pittman go off this week. Now, Donovan Peoples-Jones against Baltimore. He's been having a great, great rapport with Deshaun Watson so far. He's been scoring 15-plus points every single game these past two weeks. That's hard to beat, man. Especially in playoff time. Go for him. I know you didn't want to pick that guy, but kudos to you. Had to. This other guy. Same with the Browns. Tight end. <laughs> David, David Njoku. He has been Deshaun Watson's Joku. favorite target. Yeah. Look for him to start. Look for him to get five to eight catches, 60 to 80 yards, and a touchdown or two. Last one here. Cole Komet. It's a week Against for him. Against the Eagles? Right Against the Eagles. It's time. He's been I ben- I, I've already benched him in my league. <laughs> I started Tyler Conklin. Oh. Oh, I don't like that. Switch it up. I mean, it really doesn't matter for you, but. Tyler Conklin is only one position uh, lower than uh, Cole Komet in points scored this year. Um, and he's uh, also going up against the 28th uh, worst defense uh, against the okay. Okay. Analytics, my friends. We'll see Something that uh, Sean doesn't use. I you ever do. heard of logic? Sean hasn't. I have, but we got to get this out there, man. Try them out, man. you know. And to the sit Starting off with Trevor Lawrence against Dallas. Cowboys are going to be on that ass all day. Sit Trevor Lawrence. He's a bust. Tua. Going to Buffalo to play. Now, Hit two was slacking a lot this past week, but the Dolphins have actually been practicing in their indoor facility with the AC blasting. <laughs> as cold as it would go. Felt like it was in the 50s or the low 60s. Whoa. That is real cold. Amazing for them. Amazing because Buffalo is not going to be anywhere close to 50 or 60. It's going to be so much colder. They're going to have those candy-ass uniforms on, playing in the cold weather. Does not look good. Last quarterback to sit here, Aaron Rodgers against the Rams. It's playoffs time. Don't start Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get you like 12 to 15 points max. Go for almost anybody else and you'll be fine. Running backs, Saquon Barkley against the Commies. Leave you still dealing with some injury issues right now. Don't look for him to have a big game. 
look to sit him if you want to have a chance this week. Alvin Kamara against the Falcons. He's been having a very rough year. I don't think he scored over 10 points in the past three or four games. And in the first game of the year against the Falcons, he got about eight points. Look for that trend to continue for him. He's only had one game uh, over 15 points this season. Yeah, it's not good at all. And David Montgomery. He was questionable sometime this week with an illness. Looks like he will be able to get out there and play, but Philadelphia's run defense is just a little bit too good for David Montgomery. Wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins against the Denver Broncos. You got a good pass defense with the Denver Broncos. And the Cardinals have Colt McCoy instead of Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy already had his one good game of the year. He's not going to have another good game this year. That's all he can give you. Jalen Waddell against Buffalo. Tua was terrible last week. One of the worst completion percentages in the league. Everybody's saying he's one of the best in the league. It's going downhill for him right now. Don't look for Jalen Waddell to get too involved in this game. Look for it to be Tyreek. And the last one here, Mike Evans against the Bengals. Shit year for him. Don't expect him to do much. Sit him. Tight ends here. Gerald Everett against Tennessee. Not going to be good for him. Don't like that matchup. And final one here. Dawson Knox against Miami. He had a good game last week, but it's not going to continue for him at all. And that was just the tips. Like it. Like it. Playoff picture is here, folks. So we will get into that. I believe uh, while we were in the middle of that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, we have ended the third quarter of this Thursday night football game. Is that correct? Yeah. I believe that is correct. So we need to get it over to, hey, Tyler, what's going on in this game? Oh, boys. Listen. He's back. (laughs) I think I dozed off there for a second. The 49ers are flopping all over the field. The Seahawks have six points. What are we doing? I told you before. I'll say it again. This game ain't worth my time. Thank you, Tyler. I feel bad for anybody who's watching this game right now. Uh, Thursday night outside of the Chiefs Chargers game has just not lived up to the hype in any way, shape or form. This uh, spending of billions of dollars to get these games. Um, it's it's going to be a good investment because of the uh, the commercials. But uh, man, are the games bad? Games are real, real bad. It is that time of the week, folks, that we do need to get into our power rankings. And it is that time of the season where we need to get into our final playoff predictions before they actually get here. So we're going to break this down by NFC and AFC. I'm going to give Tybo the NFC to run through. Sean is going to go through the AFC. Let's kick this one off here with the NFC starting first. Our number seven seed is going to be the Commanders. Uh, The team other than the Eagles and the Cowboys to make it into the playoffs in the NFC. Number six. Sorry, NFC East. (laughs) (laughs) Seahawks. 
Uh, the way the last four games look on the schedule, we think the Seahawks can come away with six seed. Number five. As I alluded to, foreshadowed to, the Cowboys, we think they take the five seed. There's no chance they're catching the Eagles. Going to the divisional winners at number four. Bucks. Uh, Nick Wright. That's his name, right? Uh, I think said it perfectly. Tom Brady is going to have a terrible record, still win his division, and probably beat some bad quarterbacks in the playoffs. Number three. Vikings. Uh, not sure. Improbable that anybody in their division catches them. I think the Lions are technically still alive, um, but the, like, the Vikings would have to have a complete meltdown to lose this three seed. Number two. 49ers, I think, especially with this game, um, emerging as one of the better teams in the NFC uh, besides the Eagles. So number one is the Eagles. <laughs> that'll be the team that we believe gets the buy out of the, uh, the only buy that is available, takes the number one seed and home field advantage through the entire picture of the playoffs for the NFC. Let's jump over to the AFC real quick. Who is our seven seed, Sean? We got the Dolphins right here. We just see them losing a few more games down the road than most of these other teams. Their schedule is a little bit harder than some of these other teams. Number six. The Chargers. They somehow made it. They didn't charge it up all the way into the playoffs, but they made it. Number five. We got the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's out still. They're tied right now with the Bengals. They have the tiebreaker over them, I believe, but Lamar Jackson's not going to come back until late, and the Bengals are hot. Um, uh, the divisional winners starting at number four. We got the Tennessee Titans. I just, there's no way the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Colts are going to catch up to them at this point in the year. They're already two games above them, and they're not going to lose to uh, the Jags again this year. Number three. We got the Bengals coming out here. I believe they're going to finish the season with a, with a better record than the Ravens, but it's probably going to come down to the final game of the year, which they are playing the Ravens. Number two. We got the Buffalo Bills. They drop, they're gonna lose at least one more game. And that means the Chiefs aren't gonna lose any more games and they're going to be our one seed. That means that the Eagles and the Chiefs both get the bye, as I talked about just previously. They will both get, we believe they will both get home field advantage through the, through the playoff picture all the way to the Super Bowl if either team should make it that far. That's what it's looking like, folks. A few change-ups from our last, uh, our last one that we had. Um, a few of these were really tough co close calls. We had to sit in pre-show and talk about some of the records and the standings and things that were going on along with the schedules. There's going to be uh, the six and seven seeds on both the NFC and the AFC are going to come down to one game. It's going to come down to one game. It may come down to who holds the tiebreaker. It's going to be very tough for a couple of these teams coming through. Uh, We'll just have to see because a lot of those are getting played out this week and then a couple more are getting played out in week 18 of the NFL season. Week 18 should be pretty fun on red zone. I think and one that, of the more entertaining things to watch is going to be Dolphins, Bills, or uh, Dolphins, Jets at the end of the season. That's, come, that's one of those that's coming down to the last game. 
Ravens and Bengals will come down to the last game as well. They're both currently nine and four. Um, Lamar being out for at least one more week. It's possible that uh, that that could that could be tied up with a head to head ready to go for the final game of the season. And that will bring us to our games of the week for NFL Week 15. We've got a couple here that we need to get to. Uh, mine is going to be the Giants versus the Commies. They tied two weeks ago. They are both 7-5-1 and one, trying to make the playoffs. Tybo alluded at the his prediction at the beginning of the season was that all four teams make it out of the mm -hmm. NFC least NFC beast, whichever you want to say, it's still totally possible. Everything is on the table for all four of these teams. Both teams do have a very difficult schedule uh, to, to finish up the season. Whoever wins this, we believe that is that's who it is that's going to make that seven seed, and we believe that it's going to be uh, potentially the commies who make it into that seed. It's going to be a matchup for the ages on these two, so make sure that your your butt is in a seat ready to watch. Yeah, uh, I think I snagged the best game of the week this week. Dolphins Bills. Um, Bills dropped this one earlier in the season, but they uh, the games in Buffalo. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins are going to sweep the Bills this year, uh, but look for it to be uh, somewhat of a high-scoring game. This series could be uh, one of the hottest games of the year and one of the coldest games of the year as well. And two is going to struggle in the cold weather. Going to love seeing that. Moving on to my game of the week, we have the Jets versus the Lions. Praise a little fact about the Lions since they went on this five of six game winning streak right here. They've been having the baby uh, boom going on for them. They've had five different players have babies in that time period. And that has truly helped them play better and win games. And I believe they have one more player that has a woman pregnant that is going to have the baby in the next week or two. So, hey, look for them to keep riding the baby boom. Right now for the line. Are any of these babies same player, different baby mama? No. Okay. No Rogers Cromartie style here. Okay. I think you're just thinking of Antonio Cromartie. Yes. It's not Antonio Rogers Cromartie? Yeah, that's uh, Dominique Rogers Cromartie. That's a totally different player. Wow. The Cromartie, man. Fine. Yeah. Ah, fine. fine. He's finding you for that. Big fine. fine. Big fine. That brings us to our pick'em of the week, ladies and gentlemen. It is week 15. That also means that our pick'em is getting closer and closer. We have dropped a few weeks here and there. Some, we're moving up and down. This is getting close as we get to the finish line. We've got some games on Saturday that we talked about right at the beginning of just the tips. We've got three games here, so let's get through these three here pretty quickly. To start us off on Saturday, we have got the Indianapolis Colts who head into Minnesota to take on the Vikings, who are four-point favorites at home. Tybo starting us off this week. Who do you got? Uh, this week for my pick, I'm, I'm just going to do like Rorschach test type. First thing that pops into my head is what I'm going to shout out, uh, Vikings. This is the first Saturday on Saturday, but I can't do that. I'm going to go with the Vikings. 
And that gives us Vikings to wrap up the first game on Saturday. The second game on Saturday comes uh, in the form of the Baltimore Ravens who head into Cleveland, take on Deshaun Watson and the Browns. Again, no Lamar Jackson in this game. The Browns are three-point favorites at home. Ravens. Give me the Ravens. I'm taking the Browns here. Um, interesting. I think Deshaun gets his first one. I think Deshaun gets his first one. In our, in our final game, yeah, I don't like it either. I don't. In our final game on Saturday, we've got our first game of the week. It is the Miami Dolphins who head into Buffalo and take on the Bills. The Bills are seven-point favorites at home. Bills. Bills. Make that a three-way for the Bills. Sean, stop copying. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't make the announcement like I did. I know. I just want to do that right there for you. <laughs> uh, the next game, starting uh, uh, Sunday noon kickoff, is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Houston Texans. We've obviously already picked that on our Kansas City Chiefs show. If you have not listened to that, make sure to go check it out. That'll take us to our second noon game of the day. That is the Philadelphia Eagles, who head into uh, Chicago to take on Justin Fields and the Bears, who are nine-point dogs at home. Eggles. Give me the birds. And that is three for Philly. We'll get to our next game at noon here. It is the uh, Falcon, excuse me, the Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are four point favorites at home. Hmm. Yeah, I'll take the Saints. It's going to be interesting to see what Desmond Ritter comes and does for them for his, his first start, especially coming off the bye week. I think that they're going to be able to throw it a little bit better, at least a little bit better than Mariota did. Give me the Falcons. We will also take the Falcons here, even with being Ritter's first game. The Saints team is god-awful. Let's get to our next game here. It is the Detroit Lions who head into New York and take on the Jets in MetLife Stadium. The Jets are only one and a half point favorites in this game. I'm going to go for it. Uh, I'll say the Lions. Yeah, I just talked about the baby boom. I think it's going to continue. Give me the Lions. I also like the Lions in this one. We're matching up quite a bit, but we know who these teams are. And the Lions are getting hot late at the exact right time. We'll get to our next game at noon. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers who head into Carolina and take on the Panthers. Panthers are three-point favorites at home. Give me the Steelers. Mm. I'm going to go with the Big Cats, the Panthers. Also taking the Panthers here. They're getting a little hot. It's too little too late. Maybe it's not. They're right there, uh, tied for second place in their division. Um, they're going to try and, and make a playoff push here while the Steelers are out. We'll get to our next game at noon. It is the Dallas Cowboys who head into Jacksonville and take on the Jaguars. Jaguars are four-point dogs at home. They're only four-point dogs? Only four-point dogs. It has to be from them beating the Titans last week and the Cowboys almost blowing it to the Texans as well. Cowboys. Give me the boys. Three-way on the Cowboys. <laughs> Our next game here at noon is the uh, 
excuse me, it is our uh, 3.05 game here. Uh, first one of Sunday. It is the Arizona Cardinals who head into Denver to take on the Broncos, who are three-point favorites. Hmm. I think they might have gained a little bit of momentum after this Chiefs game. So uh, give me Broncos. I've not yeah, seen Cardinals. Russ on any report. I don't know if he's in or out. The Cardinals just lost Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy is not their solution there. Whoever they sign as the next backup is not the solution either. Give me the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos getting their fourth win of the season for me as well. So our next game at 3.05 is going to be the New England Patriots who head into Vegas and take on the Raiders. The Raiders are one and a half point favorites at home. Patriots. Patriots. Raiders will figure a way to blow it. Boys, if we keep picking like this, we're not going to have a change in anything this week. You determined to keep me at number one. Uh, we'll get to our 325 games. It is the Tennessee Titans who head into L.A. to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are three-point favorites at home. Chargers. Give me the Titans. This is a perfect opportunity for one. I don't think – I think the Chargers are getting hot. Players are uh, injury-free for the most part. Uh Jay Herb is is looking really solid here in the later parts of the season. Our next 325 game is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals who head into Tampa and take on Tom Brady and the Bucks. The Bucks are three and a half point dogs at home. Say that again. You've got the Bengals and the Bucks. The Bucks at home being dogs. Yeah, give me the Bengals. And that is three for the Tigers. We'll get to El Tigres. Tigres. We'll get to our Sunday night football game. It is the New York Giants who will head into Washington and play the Commies. The Commies are four and a half point favorites at home. That will call a tie. Bet you won't. (laughs) Nah, I have Giants. Commies. Commies here. Last game of week 15. We've got the Los Angeles Rams who head into Green Bay and take on the Packers. The Packers, for as awful as they have been all year, are seven point favorites at home. Packers and who? Rams. Packers. Yeah, this is not the Raiders. I don't see Baker Mayfield mounting a comeback against the Packers like last week. I'm riding the Baker gravy train. Give me the Baker gravy train. He's winning it this week. He's going 2-0. He's going 2-0 this week as a Los Angeles Rams, solidifying himself there while Stafford retires at the end of the season. Do you think think Baker's going to regress some because he knows more of the playbook now? Regress? I don't think it has anything to do with the playbook. I mean, I, I understand the jokes and and I have been critical of Baker myself this season more so than any other season. He has not played up to the expectations that a number one pick has. He hasn't played up to the expectations that we have given him personally, knowing how he played in college. There are a lot of people that aren't understanding the importance of having a good coach, regardless of the talent around you. If you have a coach that can game plan properly for you as a player, 
that means more than almost anything else on that field. Almost. Um, I, I, I don't want to talk about regression. I mean, that game wasn't even that great for me. He had a 99-yard drive. He came back 16-3. to it's, it's not like he played great in this game. It was just the last couple of drives in the fourth quarter yeah. where, where the Raiders do fall apart. I think the Packers are just bad enough off offensively and defensively to really help out this, this Rams team and Baker. Um, and I think the coaching that Sean McVay has to put him in a perfect situation to be able to game manage and command the game is going to work out in his benefit. Yeah, I think uh, Rodgers and Christian Watson and enough of the other receivers over there have built uh, chemistry and rapport uh, that I don't think they're going to be able to over... Like, the Rams have so many deficits, man. They have a terrible offensive line. And Baker, already known for have like being banged up in the past um, with a questionable offensive line, um, I think you're probably going to see him make a lot of the same mistakes that he's known for. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, I think, is still trying to go out strong. Like, I, they're not dead, as he says. For as bad as the Rams are, it's it's important not to forget they do have a top three defense. Their defense is still very solid. I believe Aaron Donald is back this week. Um, so, Are the it, Rams it and the Broncos the same team? It could be. It's just different colors with one having a good head coach and the other one not. It's interesting. We'll have to see. There's a couple, there's quite a few good games out here. Like I said, playoff implications, especially for that Sunday night game. Make sure your butt is in a seat for that one. Uh, that does it for our pick them here. There's a lot of things going on. Make sure you check us back out on Wednesday as we bring you our week 15 post-game show to cover everything that has happened go more into detail on a few of these things and we'll have a more clear look at how the playoffs are going to wrap up uh i do believe that we should end this one off as we have been uh with last show and this show uh with getting some information on this game even though it's not finished from tyler so hey tyler what's going on with this game the score hadn't even changed since the last time I talked to you. Uh, what the red team, the 49ers, 21, Seahawks, sticks. Nothing special has happened in this game. They're, they're playing patty cake. It's just they're not playing football. Oh. Thursday night, what? Thursday night, patty cake. Thank you, Tyler, for your in-depth analysis and a little bit of anger on what's going on on Thursday night football here. It's 21 to 6, ending you at uh, 10 minutes left in this fourth quarter. Maybe there will be a comeback after we finish our game, after we finish our show, just like there was last week. We'll have to wait and see. Like I said, make sure sure to check us back out on uh, Wednesday as we bring you our post-game of the week. And always remember, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.